You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. The early signing period is underway. The majority of the signings happening yesterday. That window stays open until tomorrow, Friday. But a lot to get to on today's podcast. You're going to hear from Kalani Satake, BYU football head coach, about some of the guys who have signed with BYU. You'll also hear from BYU running backs coach A.J. Stewart. I spoke with him exclusively one-on-one about the running back position group as well as the two running backs that BYU signed in this recruiting class so far. We'll get that conversation on today's show as well as catching you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A big win in the islands for women's basketball last night. We'll have it all covered for you on this podcast. With that rundown out of the way, just a reminder for you guys that today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Breaking Tea. We'll tell you about both of those companies as the show rolls on. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for December 19th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. This is your daily podcast, all focused on BYU sports, football and basketball in particular, but we cover everything else in the BYU Athletic Department. I can't thank you guys enough for continuing to support this podcast each and every day. It is available on all major podcatchers, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Anywhere a podcast can be found and or downloaded, you can find this podcast. So please hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't ever miss an episode. And also consider giving us a rating and review. Those star reviews, particularly on Apple Podcasts, are worth their weight in podcast gold, as I like to say. And I thank you guys in advance for taking the time to do that. BYU signed 13 players yesterday in, as part of the early signing period. They also announced nine additional roster additions that will be joining the program in January. And if you can hear me right now, I'm pulling out my sheet that I was given from BYU. You probably can hear that in the background. And running down the list of players, you probably already have seen this if you're a BYU football fan, the guys that BYU signed. But Kalani Satake spoke to the media yesterday. And it's an interesting situation BYU finds themselves in right now because the new rules with the NCAA is they have a hard cap of 25 initial signings in each recruiting class. Of course, you can gerrymander around that with certain loopholes, etc., but you have 25 guys you can sign. So BYU had a number of guys who have quote-unquote signed with the Cougars yesterday but are expected to go on missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that you will not see their names show up until February when they officially announce their recruiting class. The 13 guys who signed today, the good news is in that regard is that Kalani Satake, speaking to the media yesterday, said that most of these guys should be in a BYU uniform and participating in practices come next fall. Most of them are, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, when we're talking with players and missions, that's really more of a personal sure. decision between them and their family. But I think we have a good number of guys that we know are going on missions, and um, you'll find about more about them in February. But... For the most part, uh, these guys, I think there's maybe a couple that may go on missions still, but uh, we've kind of given them the, the freedom to, to decide between the two. There you go, Kalani Satake. So that's the good news is most of these 13 players, he says maybe a couple of them could consider going on missions before enrolling, but he expects all the guys who signed in this December signing window, the majority of them should be on campus for BYU. Guys like Bruce Garrett, Cody Epps, Terrence Fall, Micah Harper, Nukuleva Halu, Chris Jackson, Tui Pelotu Lai, uh, Lai 
I'm Lia, hopefully. Josh Larson, Soljay Mayava, Alex Muti, Isaiah Tupo, Jocks Wilson, or Jock Wilson, and Josh Wilson. Excuse me. So two Wilsons on that squad and Kalani Sitake spoke about a number of these players yesterday with the media. I wanted to play some of the clips back-to-back-to-back of the different players that he was asked about. So we'll get to that, and then we'll get a little bit later on in this podcast, catch up with A.J. Stewart, who spoke about BYU's running backs commits in Nukuleve Halu, as well as uh, Bruce Garrett. So we'll get to all of that on today's show, but let's start off with Kalani Sitake talking about BYU's recruiting class and some of the individual prospects. What are you most excited about that you signed today? All of them. Yeah, I love all of them. I think, um, you know, we'll announce all the missionaries that we said we signed as well. And uh, we're kind of restricted with the numbers that, that we can now officially announce. But we oversigned knowing that we're going to have guys that are going to go on missions and guys that are going to gray shirt even after that. And so um, kind of to do with the, the guys, uh, we had a good group of guys that did that this year, you know, that uh, gray shirted and, and and got ready and they're going to start in January. Those are the return missionaries that we're, t- we're starting mid-year. So um feel good about them uh you know as we look to to the guys that we're going to be announcing in, in february i think we'll get close to it and you guys are all great media members you guys know how to dig and find the rest of the names out that we can't officially uh, announce what was the key to getting cody epps that's kind of an under the radar guy that um i think uh looking at that you know the connection that we had with his family but also um once they got on campus and this is really for all the recruits the the, the uh the faculty and staff on campus, not just in the athletic department or in football, but uh, just getting to meet everyone involved with BYU and the students and, and our players did a good job. You know, the, these visits are about our players telling us whether or not uh, a recruit's a BYU guy, and, and it, it came back um, unanimously positive about him being being a guy that would be a great fit for us, and we feel that way about the the rest of the group, too, and Fessy uh, did a great job recruiting it, recruiting the receivers so, position, so uh, you're looking at, at, at the guys that we brought in. Uh, a, a big part of the, the ownership in, in that is their position coach and the coordinator. So mostly the position coach. That's what how they. That's how I can judge um, how they're doing as a, as a position coach, bringing in guys in and developing them. Another one of the wide receivers you guys signed, Christopher Jackson. Is he going to enroll in January? Or That's the plan, yeah. I think he's finishing up everything, and, and the plan is for him to be here in January and, and to go through the off-season conditioning with us and play spring ball. And what, what was the um, kind of the connection to getting him and, and how that connection started? Well, once again, Fessy found him, and, and I think we, we had a lot of coaches that went throughout the area and found some good um, you know some good prospects, and then the, the uh, they turned him over to the position coach, and position coach developed a relationship with them and, and saw that they could fit with this program both on and off the field and we're looking forward to seeing his speed and his athleticism just like the other guys that signed today. Do you anticipate Sol Jay being the quarterback? Is that what you mean? Yeah, he'll, he'll be a quarterback. That's He's going to play quarterback for us and and he'll compete there, yeah. Is it your plan every year to take a quarterback? Yep, I don't ever want to be in a position where we're without a quarterback and, and it's better to have a bunch than, than to even just have one, so... We'll recruit a bunch of quarterbacks. We got uh, another great one coming home from a mission, and a, a couple others that are on their missions as well. So, uh, we, you know, we'll add to that group and, and let them compete, and the, the best will play. But I, I think it's important that we get the, we recruit quarterbacks uh, consistently, and that's every position trying to improve our, our group every every year. What stands out about Josh Wilson as somebody who's, you've known that family for so long? Oh yeah, he's Zach here and everything. He, he's a. I mean, instinct. His instincts are awesome. That's why he has so many tackles, and that's why he. 
he has tons of pick sixes. You know, he, you look at an interception that turns into touchdowns. The guy's uh, got a great feel for the game, and um, you know, he, he's, he can't wait to get on the field and, and compete against his brother. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to the things that he can add um, bring, to bring to our, our linebacker group that we feel like is a good group that's young and uh, looking forward to see uh, how, how well he he competes with them. But as far as a connection, those guys all—I mean, since they got on campus, it was—they were just perfect for each other. Our whole our whole team and those recruits that are that were welcomed today. What did you like about Micah Harper? A little bit maybe in terms of size, a little bit yeah. short of maybe what you've signed in the past at cornerback. What did you like about Micah? I like that he loves dying. You know that that he sees himself being another dying, and uh, that's awesome. So I, I like that he's a well-rounded player he can do a lot of different things and and uh he comes from uh, you know from his, his dad was, was a good player back in the day too so uh, he's just a football junkie and, and and i think he fits our program perfectly well whether he plays safety or, or corner we'll see but um you know you look at half his highlights are on offense too so uh, we have a lot of guys that can play a lot of different positions but uh we'll start him at the recruited position first and that's where we'll go do you have any other specific player comparisons from the signees to players on your current roster Oh, no. I mean, I, I hate doing those, but it's like there's there's a lot of really good players, and I think they'll make a name for themselves once they get here, and you'll you'll start to hear about you know their playmaking ability. And I just like that they're all great great kids. They're, they come from great families and awesome backgrounds, and they're diverse, but they're um, united. One thing that's to excel on and off the field. And it's an honor for me to welcome to to our family, and I can't wait to see him play. There you go, Kalani Satake on individual players, and it sounds like he's excited for these young men. You can tell he said, hey, I want them to come in and make a name for themselves. And I think that's the right way to approach it as a coach. You don't necessarily want to be throwing out comparisons saying that, well, I think that Josh Wilson can be the next Peyton Wilgar. I think that this kid can be ex-legendary player in a BYU uniform. I think that puts a lot of expectation in fans' minds. You just let these guys kind of establish themselves and make a name for themselves, and I think that's a great way to go about it. So good to hear from Kalani Satake on the individual players. As uh, earlier news broke this week that Joe Critchlow is entering the NCAA transfer portal and will seek a new home to play football. He has two years remaining as a graduate transfer. I broke that news on my Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch earlier this week, so he'll have two years to play immediately after graduating from BYU. Well, Kalani Satake talked about Joe Critchlow and kind of the situation that BYU found themselves in with regards to the sophomore gunslinger. Yeah, and, and you know, we talked about it with Joe, and he, he loves it here, and, and uh, you know, we're going to give him an opportunity to get a degree and uh, and transfer, um, and uh, he, he wants to play. That's the thing. He wants to be on the field and wants to play, and and uh, I, you know, he, looking at the competition, I think he was given a fair amount of chance to compete and uh, wants to be on the field more than, than what he's doing here, and, and uh, we want what's best for him, too, so uh, we'll probably probably see some more too. I mean, that's we have guys that compete and want to be on the field, so I, I imagine there'll be others. There you go, Kalani Satake. And like I, I'm with Kalani, I'm very uh, sentimental and thankful for what Joe Critchell has brought to the BYU football program. He's been the epitome of class. It's been awesome to see what he's done as a starting quarterback. As that freshman year, you had a two and one record. He's played his spot duty since that time, but. I think he is a guy that BYU fans should be thankful for, was here to bolster BYU's depth at minimum, and I'm excited to see where he lands next, because I think he's proven that he can be an FBS quarterback, and even if he has to go to the FCS route, I'm telling you, 
you can expect Joe Critchell is going to put up some stats wherever he lands. So there you go. Some of the thoughts from Kalani Satake as National Signing Day, the early national signing period, is officially open. Real quick before we go, we'll get to our conversation, my conversation with A.J. Stewart here in just a moment. Wanted to list the nine players that BYU announced are going to be the mid-year additions in terms of essentially return missionaries or gray shirts that are joining the program coming up next semester. Let's run down those names real quick. Tyler Batty from Payson High School. Caleb Christensen from Skyview High School up in Cache Valley. Mason Hakafua, Fa- <laughs> Hakafua, Fakahua, excuse me, from Cedar City High School, Cedar High School down there in southern Utah. Bentley Hanshaw from Moore Park High School in Moore Park, California. Fisher Jackson, a Harriman High School product. Preston Lewis from Lone Peak, a linebacker prospect. Ryan Recco from Veradale, Washington in Central Valley High School, kicker slash punter. And then two offensive linemen and Andrew Slack from Springville High School and Seth Willis from Sandy Hook, Connecticut, Newtown High School. So there you go, the nine mid-year additions to the BYU recruiting class as well. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk with A.J. Stewart, BYU running backs coach, talk about Tyson Williams' status, the rest of the running backs entering the bowl game, and also get his thoughts on Nukuleva Halu, as well as Bruce Garrett, the two running backs that BYU signed in this early signing window. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, if you're looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to BreakingTea.com slash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around teams' passionate moments. Think of great plays in BYU history, the uh, the Miracle Bowl, the Holiday Bowl with Jim McMahon, etc. That type of stuff is what they like to do. They're great for all fans. Go to BreakingTea.com slash locked on, then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. Once again, go to BreakingTea.com slash locked on and clean up on your Christmas shopping there. All right, guys, we've had a great run here of exclusive conversations I've had with BYU coaches and players lately on the podcast, and today is no different. I spoke with A.J. Stewart, BYU running backs coach, talked a lot about the depth chart for his team going into the bowl game here against the University of Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl next Tuesday on Christmas Eve. Also talked about the status, you'll hear right off the top, the status of Tyson Williams and the hardship waiver he is seeking for a sixth year of eligibility with BYU, and then we also get into some of the recruiting talking about Nukuleve Halu as well as Bruce Garrett, the two running back prospects that BYU signed yesterday. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here is A.J. Stewart exclusively on Locked on Cougars. What's the status with Tyson Williams? Is he going to pursue a, a waiver? We're still waiting. Uh, we won't know anything at, until after the bowl game. Mm-hmm. And so we're just kind of waiting it out. Um, you know, with, with the hardships, it could always go either way, and it's usually hard to uh, – to determine, you know, what what will happen, and it's kind of a case to case basis thing. So, um, he'll he'll do all, whatever he needs to do to get that cleared up. But um, we're supporting him no matter what, whether you know it works out or not. And either way, we'll we'll continue to be in contact, you know, him and I, and we'll I'll continue to be there by his side, you know, through whichever whatever works. You lost Tim and Sione to season-ending injuries. How is your depth right now going into this bowl game? I like our depth. I mean, our guys have, have prepared for these opportunities all year. I think you've seen um, even the, just the last two years, guys have stepped up when their opportunities has uh, presented itself. And it's just a testament to their hard work. I mean, um, they, these guys come to practice every day um, and come to meetings, more more importantly, come to meetings with a, you know with an open mind and, and always sitting up in their chair. And they're, they're just sponges. And so <clears throat> makes my life a lot easier as a coach and then by the time they get their opportunity they're well prepared they've learned even if they hadn't taken physical reps they've learned from other guys success and failure in our room and I think the last the last two years we've had seven guys with over 100 yard games 
Um, and so I just I think that just shows that our guys are always ready to to step up, man. And and so we we we're confident that whoever we put in there and, and how no matter how deep we are, we're always going to have success. Is that encouraging to you to know that hey, I've had seven guys in two years that have proven they can be a hundred yard back? Absolutely, absolutely. I think it, it shows the type of depth that we have on this team. And once again, just just the work that they put in is they they prepare for the moment, and then when the moment presents itself, they make the most of it. And so um, those are the things that you ask for as a coach and. Uh, Obviously, um, certain guys are better at certain things than others and, and whatnot, but we always have enough, you know, to get it done. And so uh, I think they've proven that, and I think you'll see the same thing uh, this, this upcoming game in, in Hawaii. Yeah, we've seen switch positions in this season as Tyler Algier. Yeah. What is, makes him capable of going from running back to linebacker, contributing there, and then coming back and contributing right away once he comes back? Well, I think his body type and his skill set. I mean, he's a high school running back, and so that's what he's nat- he is naturally. But he's also a physical football player, and so that's why he was able to have success as a linebacker. Um, he has good feet. Um, he's strong. He's He's got good weight on him and, and good muscle. And so he, if you, he's just a guy that you can p- put him anywhere on the field, and he's going to be productive because he just he's a he's a headhunter. You know, he okay. he's look he's not a guy that shies away from contact, and so. Um, it's, it allows him to be successful on both sides of the ball. It's the early signing period. You guys signed both Nukuleva Halu as well as Bruce Garrett, and your group in particular. I want to ask you about them individually. We'll start off with Nukuleva. What do you like about him? He's a he's a big back um, with really good feet, um, and I think just he, he kind of fits the true BYU build of uh, build of when you look at some of the big the best running backs that have played here. They're bigger guys, you know, Luke Staley's, the Harvey Ungas, the um, Jamal Williams, you know, all those guys are, you know, our bigger backs um, that can also run the football, you know, at a high level and catch and do different things. And so he's just a great athlete, especially for his size. I actually played against his cut or his uncle in college at, okay. when he was at Nebraska, uh, Roy. Roy. Yeah. And uh, and <laughs> if he's three three quarters or half the player that he was, then we'll, we'll be in good shape. But I think he'll he'll uh, he'll carve out a great role for for himself here, um, just with the work ethic that he has that I know about and uh, just the skill set and, and the ceiling's still really high for him. He's he's um, played in really a triple option out offense his whole high school career up until this last year and so uh, he'll be a sponge and just knowing him and he's just a guy that's going to come in and, and help. Yeah, I think he can make an in, immediate impact in, in what we're trying to get accomplished on offense. Bruce Garrett comes from Texas yeah. and we all know Texas high school football. You coached at Rice for a long time. What does he bring? I love his feet. He he, he can get in, in and out of bad situations really well with his feet. Um, the brand of football Football they play, especially in the area that he plays in Texas. I, I actually went a couple weeks to watch him a weeks ago to watch him play. He's just a physical player. I mean, he got hit a couple times where I thought for sure they may bring a stretcher out there. He just got right back up and fixed his fixed his chin strap and, and got ready for the next play. And so he's played. I mean, I think they've gone to at least deep in the playoffs or maybe state the last three or four years of his high school career. They're going to play this week. And so he's just he's a he's a guy who who knows how to win. He's been around winning program. He's been around a tough. Uh, hard, well-coached program, and so um, I think he'll come in here and, and do a really good job for us as well. And um, he'll he'll develop as as time goes. He plays in a more of a tri- triple option type offense as well, but. Um, his skill set is something that you can't coach. He has really good balance, uh, good center of gravity, and his feet are, are some of the best I've seen out of anybody I've recruited, so I'm excited about him. Last year you guys brought in Emmanuel Supa as well as Tyson with the transfer portal. Do you guys feel like if you need to, you can go back into the portal and strike gold, I guess, in essence again? Absolutely. I think, I mean, we're always going to just cover our tracks. As long as we're able to recruit, we're going to recruit, and we're going to do 
we're going to do whatever we can to uh, get the best players here. And so that's that's what we'll do. And um, if we have space, we'll always add in, uh, you know, the pieces that we can fit that that fit, you know, with our culture here, as well as a skill set. We think that can make a difference. And so um, we're going to we're going to keep recruiting guys until they tell us not to. And so if, if a, a difference maker shows up, then we'll, we'll look into it for sure. No stone unturned, right? N- never leave any stones unturned for sure. Thanks so much, Coach. All right, thank you. There you go, AJ Stewart, and good to hear from him. And you, you hear him say he kind of understands the history of BYU football, and I give him credit because he mentioned guys like a Harvey Unga, the bigger running backs in BYU history. Jamal Williams says that Nukuleve Halu has that similar body type, and you heard him also say that Roy Halu Jr., who played for Nebraska, went on to have a pretty lengthy NFL career with the Washington Redskins, etc. Guy that he played against in college. He said if he has any type of the career that his uncle had, could be an interesting situation there and I think BYU is very happy to have those two running backs in the stable and obviously the running back going into this game guys like Tyler Algier you heard him talk about his ability just he has the body and he has the ability to play that both linebacker and running back they're excited to have him and talking with some people going into this bowl game it sounds like Emmanuel Asupa is healthy and should contribute in this bowl game for BYU be a fitting end to actually see him healthy on the field for BYU in his final game in a BYU uniform but expect to see Tyler Algier as the lead back for BYU in this game and speaking with people who have been at practices over the previous couple of weeks our insiders as we like to call them here on the podcast Tyler Algier will be is expected to be the starting running back for BYU against Hawaii with Emmanuel Supa as the backup you're probably wondering what's up with Lopini Katoa I am being told that he's nursing along a leg injury that has been hampering him in practices and we'll see if he's able to go against the University of Hawaii don't count him out quite yet and obviously Jackson McChesney would be the next guy up on the depth chart if you weren't able to see a guy like Lopini Katoa playing this game but you obviously hope that Lopini can shake off whatever's been bugging him and he can play and contribute in the final game of this year all right, so there you go. Thanks to AJ Stewart for joining us here on the podcast, and hopefully we hear that Tyson Williams gets that hardship. It'd be great to have him back for another year. I think he was a true game-changing back for BYU. Is on his way. He was tracking towards a thousand-yard season had he stayed healthy and only played in four games, but he was on track to put up some massive numbers for BYU, and it'd be great to see him once again in a BYU uniform. He's really enjoyed his time here, but we'll see what shakes out with regards to that and the NCAA, because as you heard Coach Stewart say, it's a total crapshoot with regards to if that's going to be approved or not. All right, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News next. A lot to catch up on women's basketball, having a great showing in the Maui Gym, Maui Invitational over there in the islands, opening up with a win. We'll talk about that next and obviously catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. Before we do that, though, reminder for you guys that Deseret First Credit Union is our title sponsor here on Locked On Cougars, and we love having them on board. They share a faith-based bond with all of their members but right now, if you probably heard their ad campaigns across multiple mediums, they're asking, what is your why? What's your passion project? Your guy likes to read. Your guy likes to travel. You like to go out and go to more BYU sporting events, regardless of what it is. I'm a guy, outside of what I do for work, of course, I work in sports radio and the like, but outside of that, I'm a guy who really enjoys traveling. So whatever you guys like to do, make sure that you have some extra money in your pocket by considering refinancing your home loan with Deseret First Credit Union. Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you guys anything. No-cost refinancing right now. You can get low rates as low as in the threes, 3%, that range. Absolutely phenomenal rates near historic lows. It's a great time to consider it. 
if you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing with no cost refinance from DS, DFCU, and that can save you potentially, listen to this, up to hundreds of dollars a month. Think about that, guys. Think about what you could do with hundreds of dollars a month right back in your pocket. I get, guarantee you could find a way to blow all that money real quickly on a passion project or two. So check it out, guys. The Deseret First Credit Union Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation, regardless of where you're at. You're newlyweds looking for your first home. You're an established homeowner who wants to buy their dream home. You've got investment properties. Whatever you got going on, whatever stage of life you're in, Deseret First Credit Union can help you guys out. Give them a call, 801-456-7070, or visit DFCU to apply, excuse me, or visit DFCU.com to apply in five minutes or less. Once again, 801-456-7070, or go to DFCU.com to learn more about what Deseret First Credit Union can do for you. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. All right, guys, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news before we go on today's show. Let's start off on, with women's volleyball. Two of BYU seniors from their standout program received AVCA All-American recognition yesterday. Seniors Mary Link and McKenna Miller honor, garnering honorable mention All-American status. I thought both of them had a shout for maybe first or second team status, but when you get bounced in the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament, it probably bumps you down a notch. But still, all the same, two All-Americans for BYU and well-deserved honors for both Mary Lake and McKenna Miller. Congratulations to both of them. We talked about yesterday, BYU women's soccer getting a bevy of academic honors yesterday. Well, it didn't stop. Yesterday, uh, three players, Michaela Coulihan, Elise Flake, and Alyssa Jefferson, were named to the United Soccer Coaches Scholar All-Americans list the league announced on Wednesday. Coulihan and Flake were named to the first team while Jefferson garnered second team honors. So congratulations to all three of them. The academic honors continue to roll in for women's soccer, and that's awesome to see and congratulations to them on receiving those academic citations. One final note for you guys is that three players scored in double figures led BYU to a route of San Jose State in their opening game in Maui, in the Maui Gym, Maui Invitational. So congratulations to the women's basketball team on that 75-56 to win over San Jose State. Uh, it's good to see that. Jeff Judkins and his team now 5-4 and four on the season. They outshot San Jose State who was 8-4 and four on the season now shooting 59, 51.9 9% compared to a 38% shooting night for the Spartans. So congratulations to the women's basketball team. They are back in action tonight, taking on Oregon State at the Lahaina Civic Center there in Lahaina, Maui, Hawaii. You can check that out. There are live links on the BYU Cougars website for audio broadcast of that game against the Beavers. Should be another opportunity for BYU, hopefully, to notch a win over a Pac-12 opponent and get their record up to 6-4. and four. We'll keep you updated on how that goes on tomorrow's podcast. There you go. That is it for today's edition of the show. Thanks again for joining us. It's a blast to bring this to you guys every day, truly. This time of year, very thankful for a lot of things, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to sit down every day and talk BYU sports. It's a refreshing thing for me. It allows me to read up on BYU and talk to you guys about it, make sure that you guys understand everything that's going on in BYU sports. So hopefully you guys find it of worth. Uh, one thing that I want you guys to encourage you guys to continue to do, we've been talking about this over the previous week or so, uh, 
But if you're a Spotify listener, you listen to this podcast on the Spotify app, etc. Use that Spotify wrapped feature to show us your top Locked On podcasts. If Locked On Cougars is one of them, or you listen to other Locked On podcasts, take a screenshot of it, put it on social media, Twitter, etc. Tag us at Locked On Cougars. You can do that on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter as Locked On Cougars has accounts on all three of those social media platforms. And also make sure that you tag us in that. You can tag me, Jacob C. Hatch, on Twitter. We'll make sure to retweet and give you a shout out. I think it's a cool thing you guys should check out doing if you are a Spotify listener. Regardless of wherever you guys listen, though, I am thankful for your guys' continued patronage of this podcast. It is an absolute honor and a privilege to do it each and every day talking BYU sports. So hopefully you guys find it of worth and hopefully your guys' holiday season is off to a great start. We are under a week until Christmas and it's crazy to think it's that qu- coming that quickly. But hey, New Year is almost here and we're going to continue rolling on with this daily podcast all focused on BYU. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. This has been Locked On Cougars for December 19th, 2019.